There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was Adina Menzel's new song. It's called Beast, and I'm obsessed with it. You know when I like something, I just, I can't help myself. I listen to it over and over and over again, and I'll probably be that way for the next two weeks, and then I'll forget about it forever. But right now, I'm obsessed with the song, and Adina Menzel's been posting these TikTok videos or Instagram or whatever. Go check them out. They are wild. She's singing the song behind some gates, and it's so funny to me, and I'm obsessed. But the song's called Beast, and I... Cannot get out of my head. Much like everything that I like, it started as a joke, and now I genuinely just think it's the best song ever. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Hannah Brown is with me, friend of the podcast. Hannah, how are you today? Oh my gosh, I'm great, Dan. How are you? Uh, How do you feel about Adina Menzel's new song, new hit song, which... By hit, I mean it's. I'm the, probably the only one listening. I was gonna say, I feel like you're like a brand ambassador for Adele Dazeem at this point. <laughs> um, I'm not super. Uh, you're probably gonna kick me out of your office right now. I'm not super familiar with it outside of your Instagram stories, no. but from what I've heard, it seems like a real treat. It's very much giving like 2003 Curves commercial. It is. Or do you remember the Herbal Essence commercials? Like I feel like it'd yes. be something like that, and that's my favorite genre of music. It's like yes. That. I have a neighbor who every time I walk my dog by their house, it smells like herbal essences. <gasps> and I always want to knock on their door and just be like, what are you up to in there? Because your house takes me back to a really safe place of nostalgia. What does herbal essence smell? I've never, I don't know if I've ever used herbal essence. Oh my gosh. I used to use it at overnight camp. I was like, if this is because like picking my shampoo for overnight camp every summer, I was like, who do I want to be this summer? It was like oh, school supplies, mm-hmm. but for the summer. And I remember one summer I used herbal essences and it's just this like very like thick, like fruity, like freesia type smell. You know, when I look back on it, my mom always got us boys. We, I have two older brothers and we always got the two in one shampoos. Yes. And she didn't though. And I think back, I'm like, my mom was just really like hoarding the separate <laughs> shampoo and conditioner. And it was like, she was opting to spend the money on her own hair, which she should. She had oh. gorgeous beautiful blonde hair when self-care I was queen yeah and but we always had like the cheap two for one you know or three in one where it's like body wash shampoo yes. condi- like they're throwing everything in there how old were you when you realized that like that's not hot to use all of the three products in one last week i tried and no i'm kidding. Uh, you're like actually fun fact <laughs> i finally tried a separate shampoo and conditioner list. no i think I, I when i went on my own i think i noticed i think in college i remember doing the, the same thing where go to Walmart or whatever mm-hmm. and pick up the, the six in one shampoo conditioner, yes. bo- bubble bath, body wash, shave cream, uh, bronzer. Yeah. Like by Axe. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to get to in just like that. I do have a, two other obsessions that I want to talk to you about. Please. The first one is the Barbie movie, which I know this is dated too. Everything, see, we haven't recorded in a couple weeks. I got I a lot know. to get off my chest, but I saw the Barbie movie and I just thought it was the most beautiful thing ever. Did you cry a lot? Oh, I cried. I saw it with Jenna and uh, by the end of it, we were just in tears. Just, I, I was puffy. Like yeah. I ugly cried the entire time. I just thought it was like so silly. I loved the practical effects. I loved the bright colors. Mm-hmm. I loved the performances. Ryan Gosling doesn't normally do much for me but i <gasps> loved him i like loved him i know i know this is really a ryan gosling awakening for a lot of people and i have to say the big ryan gosling like the thing that turned me into a gosling head was crazy stupid love i was oh, like yeah. this is the best movie i've ever seen dan fogelman is the goat like love 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 and then i saw drive and oh, then yeah. i saw all good things and then i saw place beyond the pines and so i'm a true gosling head but like welcome sure i think i always <laughs> just had a problem in my head with him because i saw at the theater, that movie he did with Michelle Williams, not from Destiny's Child. Blue Valentine. I love yeah. that movie. Oh, my God. That <laughs> fucked me up. Like, Matt and I broke up after seeing it. I, I'm sure I've told this story before, but, like, we were exiting the lobby and we broke up because I was just, like, so, emo- you know, I... Distraught. I, and I don't... I have trouble, like, not taking on the emotions of whatever I saw. So, it was just put me in this deep depression. So, I think it sunk me in. But... Barbie will not do that. Mm-mm. It was just like, so it was all those things, but then also I feel like it had this deep meaning and mm-hmm. I just thought it was the best thing ever. It had such a great message, like many great messages, but in a very like palatable, like fun way. So it was like, even though the topics that they were like tackling were heavy, it didn't feel heavy to watch. It was just like, it, it for me, like spoke to my inner child, spoke to my adult self in a way that was just like really harmonious and beautiful. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I loved great. it. Issa was so good. Uh, uh, Margot Robbie was so good. My friend Scott Evans was one of the Kens. He was, it was so great That's to see major. him. That's so major. Kate and McKinnon. Kate McKinnon was so Barbie. funny. I loved it. Okay. So the last thing I want to say before we get to end, just like mm-hmm. that, because people are probably fast forwarding and getting pissed at us. But I do have to discuss this with you in particular for at least, I don't know, what, like 67 minutes or something. Yeah. And that is a video that hit the internet uh, a few weeks back. And it's been just playing over in my head when I my head hits the pillow at night. I'm just getting visuals from this video. It's a TikTok from a woman named Bethany Frankel. Did she take with, it down? With the crab legs. Hannah, if people out there haven't seen it, immediately go somewhere. Just turn this off and go find it. Uh, I don't know if she did take it down. You got to find it on the dark web. I don't know where you got to find it, but she's opening up crab legs on a TikTok. She's just facing the camera. She's eating. Are they crab legs? That's I what think so. And she looks like, like she's on like a hotel bed or something. A seafood boil. She's doing at a hotel room, filming every part of it. And she's wearing one plastic glove and talking through it so manically. <laughs> and Hannah is the craziest thing. And it was written about in all sorts of outlets, like page six picked it up and I, everybody was writing about it. This happened a week or two ago. And yet still, I feel like culturally our, our nation has not fully processed it. And she's sucking the meat out of the legs, like sucking manically. It. Like, it's like I've never seen anything like it. And then uh, hilarious comedian, Andrea Lopez did that video oh, did imitating her. Yes. And so it was good. so dead on. I'm obsessed with this video. And again, I think about Bethany with these crab legs at night, and I don't know what prompted her to post this. I guess I I had heard some other person on TikTok had done something similar, so maybe it was like a trend or something. I'm not quite familiar, but I don't even follow her, but these things 
pop up on the TikTok feed. You can't and help it. That, of course, reached the zeitgeist because mm-hmm. why would it not? But it's insane. the most shocking thing I think I've ever seen from a Real Housewife post. And I've seen some pretty shocking things. Dolores from the Real House in New Jersey once posted a sponsorship video for Fumaggio Cheese where it was also a eulogy for her dead grandparent. <laughs> so I've seen them post a lot of things on social media. And yet I've never seen anything quite like that. I I think her social media strategy is basically to just post so much shit that you can't escape her. And like that video is one that I really wish we could have had a say in escaping because it's haunting to say the least. <laughs> Spooky season came early. It is. We need a fair deal from the studios because I need the actors at SNL to be taking this on. I know. I need somebody to mic up Molly Shannon and put her in front of a green screen and let her do her own impersonation of Bethany's crab boil in the hotel room. Ugh. I need to hear an interview from the people at this hotel place to just know what they thought. I want to know what was left behind at the hotel room. Like, did she just leave yes. fucking crab carcasses around? We need to talk to the cleaning staff. We need to know Everybody. what they discovered in that hotel room. I need to talk to the assistant or whoever might have had a conversation with her before it was officially posted because I'd right. imagine, or who's the, the boyfriend, Paul? I need, it, what was his thoughts on this? Like, is shocking. Is shocking. It is shocking. Do you think Paul has like, social media like do you think he's even aware of what she's putting out there i don't know i don't know i don't understand i don't understand it i don't understand it but i don't know i don't know that any i guess it's a thing online where people eat and film themselves eating and it's like mukbang, mukbang. mukbang. Yeah. but I, I i don't know i i always say i'm surprised i was just surprised on the real housewives when taylor armstrong was eating a corn dog on camera because i just don't think i would want to be eating on camera I don't think I would either. Sometimes I've done videos where I've had to eat on camera and like, it's not my favorite thing, but I think it depends on the food. Like I think you can actually like, there's a scene in the princess diaries where, where Mia and her grandma eat corn dogs in SF and it, they look delicious. I think mm. there are some foods that, that photograph better than others. And I, I would not choose to do a mukbang video with crab legs. Right. Right. And like, but like, I will watch like Trisha Paytas eat like chicken nuggets in her car like all damn day. And I should point out, I love a taste test. Like I love mm-hmm. a snack influencer. I love I've I've tasted things on social media before, but like to do a full crab boil just seems like a bri- a step too far or something. Sucking the meat out of the legs, like shocking, sucking, shocking, sucking it up with like a Hoover. Yeah, yeah. There, there's something reptilian about her that I what, find to be deeply unsettling. What? There, it didn't seem like you were anyone else in the room either. No, it was just her. Like it, was, it seemed like it was just her. Her cam- The lighting was pretty like aggressive. Like it was, it was a horror film. I mean, it was a twenty four. It literally is the darkest a twenty four film we've ever seen. <laughs> like they could never. No, a twenty four is going to use no. that for inspo for the next like Ari Aster movie. That's something should open like that. A scary movie should open like that with like some young ingenue eating a crab boil yeah. on camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sucking it. Oh my God, it was the grossest thing ever. Okay, let's get into And Just Like That. Okay. So episode seven was called February 14th. And uh, episode eight was the one after that. So we're going to be covering both of them. Fabulous. Now, episode seven, I, I, it was still fine for me. Like, I still wasn't jumping over the moon. I know everybody's been saying it keeps getting better. And mm-hmm. people have been saying a couple episodes ago, like, it was a turning point and this is the best episode. And I haven't thought that. Even after episode seven, I was like, nope, do not buy it. <laughs> You're not bamboozling me. Yeah. But then by episode eight, I did feel like it was the best one. Did you feel that way? Episode eight was great. Episode eight felt like everyone felt like who they actually are. And that was fun to watch. 
certainly had many a issue with it. Uh, oh, wait, we will find we one. We will find issues. Yeah. But I did overall think like that episode had some like real high points for me. Mm-hmm. Real high points. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to get there, but let's first drag episode seven. Okay. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But episode <laughs> seven opens with Carrie getting an email from Aiden. And uh, she's in the bed. Do you think the bed is too small for an adult? You know, that's a really good question. A rich th- adult, by the way. Yeah, I think I think Carrie could have a more aspirational bed set up. And I'm someone who really values bed culture and all things bed. So, like, if I were Carrie, I would have the most obnoxiously fabulous, like, Natasha Richardson and Parent Trap type mm. bed. Even if she was going smaller, I just think she needs the bed upgrade because she got all that money left over from Big. Right. It's like, so that should be the first thing she upgrades. Seems like she's in it a lot. Yeah. Because we're seeing her. We've seen her in the bed doing all sorts of... I saw her piss the bed last season. So yeah. she's in the bed doing lots of shit. Yeah. So get Upgrade a nicer your bed. bed. Get a nicer bed. But Aiden does ask her to dinner on Valentine's Day. So Carrie goes and meets with the gals. And she's like... I, they're talking about whether or not he knew it was Valentine's Day. I think, of course, he knew, right? Of course. Yeah, of course he knew. Um, but Carrie's jumping in quickly. She's like, we've been through all of this before. Do you think she's jumping in too quickly with Aiden? I, yes. I mean, well, I think like that it's, it, we went from an email of like, I don't even know if you're going to respond to this to like, we're having dinner on Valentine's day, which like Valentine's day does seem a little aggro, but like, I could see why they would both be like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just meet whenever we meet, whatever. But then we'll get into the next episode. But I thought the next episode was crazy. Like timeline wise. I just thought that I, I mean, I know it's a month elapsed between those two episodes, but like she there, I think they're going way too fast. Oh, so you're going, did they specifically say it's a month elapsed between the two episodes? Because every single time I sit down to watch an episode, I'm like, when are we? Yeah. They, they mentioned it in episode eight, but I do believe that's one of the only times they've explicitly said like, this is how much time has passed. It's getting confusing. It right? is getting a little confusing. Because with Miranda and the intern shit. Yes. I was like, what's, when are we now? Like, I thought she was doing, but if a month had passed, she's just starting the internship now mm-hmm. or something. I know. I, I'm like, am I missing things? And it was just fucking Halloween. <laughs> we just <laughs> and saw And now it's her, Valentine's Day. And now it's Valentine's Day. I'm like, what holiday is next? What about Quizmoise? Quizmoise. <laughs> Do you remember that video of what's her name? Yeah, Camilla Cabello. Yeah. yeah. What about Quizmoise? She sings Quizmoise. She's like, I'll be home for Quizmoise. <laughs> Um, it doesn't make sense. And it seems to me, although I've been on this microphone saying we, I want holidays on sex in the city. Mm-hmm. I'm realizing now that it's, we perhaps should have just made it a generic time of year for the whole season. I know right? I would, I would gladly watch a whole season of autumn in New York. Yeah. Like what, if that's what the, I pray to God. Yeah. I pray to uh, Samantha Jones that next season they just focus on one time of year. I know. And make it that because I'm just getting lost. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting lost. Uh, but I I understand Carrie jumping into things with Aiden because when you go back to an ex, it's like it's not exactly like starting. That's fresh, true. Even though it's years have passed. Yeah. So she's being a little nuts. But I, also, I mean, God, how many times do we have to say Miranda doesn't make sense to us? But she wasn't making sense when they were at the brunch and Carrie's talking about jumping back into things so quickly with Aiden. Mm-hmm. I wanted some old fashioned Miranda cynic yes. c- cynicism. Totally. And I just, I feel that so often watching the show. Like, I want Miranda to be like, what the fuck are you doing? I know. Or like, well, I tried to do that with Steve and look what happened kind of thing. Miranda. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
I just wish Miranda would give us a little more of the cynicism. And instead, she's sitting there focused on the lunch because she's not sure if she's gay. She says she was only attracted to Che Diaz. Mm -hmm. And now she's like trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I want her to figure it out. Yeah. And Charlotte does too. Charlotte's like, look, like, I want to support you. And Miranda's like, leave me the fuck alone. I don't know. I don't know if we've really gotten into like the Dr. Naya of it all. I know we've said she's a little seemingly underdeveloped, right? Yes. And I think like her split, like I just think like we've talked about how there's so many characters going on. Like she split from her husband of like many years and she seems like more than okay. Like she had one episode where she was kind of angry and was like, I'm getting rid of his shit. And now it's like her first Valentine's Day as like a single woman of a certain age. And she's like, I'm just going to make myself a souffle. And like, I'm good. And look, wait, what? (laughs) She calls it a me of name. A evening. I love having a evening. I've never heard that term before. I haven't either, but I'm probably going to use it. A evening. Yeah. It reminded me of Miss Piggy in the Muppet movie when she has a me party. Yes. A me party. A me party. A party just for me. I love that song. Me too. Oh my God. It's a hit. It's it's better than Beast. Hold on. Got a beast inside and I'm waking it up. I'm dancing. Got a beast inside and I'm waking it up. A beast it's impossible to hear this song and not raise your hands up and do like a Ramona singer dance. Oh, turtle time. Impossible. Uh, yeah, I I like me party or me evening. Yeah. <laughs> chocolate souffle. I've never made a chocolate souffle before. I haven't either, but I always think of Mandy Moore because I said so being like, and I've never ruined a chocolate souffle. And this in and of itself just tells me that you're not the right guy. <laughs> Because that was good. Thanks. Because I said so is one of those movies that I think is so much better in trailer form. Like I rewatch the trailer a lot, but I don't like the movie. It wants to be Nancy Myers, and it's not. Yeah. But that being said, I I love it. It's the a comfort tra- yeah. film. The trailer work is phenomenal. It's so like, bad they, that it's good. There's like a great music cue, and you, I feel like you get everything you want from the movie just in from the, the trailer. trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that way about Time Traveler's Wife too. Like I love that movie. I've never in trailer seen it. form. Yeah. Just watch the trailer. Okay. That's all you need. It's beautiful. It's got like a Lifehouse song in it. And you're oh like, my oh, God. you go through all the emotions in just the trailer. It's like, you're like, what is this movie? It's about time travel. Oh, this relationship. Oh, she can't see him all the time. Oh, Eric Bana. That's, uh-huh. And then it's sad. She can't see him all the time. And then uh, they have a kid and then he's still time traveling. And then the trailer ends and you're like, well, I got the whole fucking movie. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get the gist. Rachel McAdams is so gorgeous. I love her. She's perfect. I love her. I waited on her once and I didn't know how to act. Did you see It's Me, Margaret? Or um, Are You There, God? <laughs> it's Me, Margaret. Um, hey, no, I Marge. haven't. I want to. Did hey, it's, <laughs> Are You There, God? It's Me, Marge. Marge is here. Um, I haven't seen it. Did you? I did. I heard I, she was fantastic. Yeah, she has a few scenes in there that she's just a phenomenal actress. It's mm-hmm. like there's a couple scenes where I'm like, she's so good. She's so Ugh. good. And I thought the movie was great, too. But she's so good. Uh, okay, should we talk about Drew Barrymore? Speaking <gasps> of stars. Friend of the podcast, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, so Anthony's got his hot fellas bakery. Yeah. And they're invited on the Drew Barrymore show because they got this new guy who we met the hot guy that Charlotte ends up meeting this episode at a card store. It has mm-hmm. to take over for Anthony's hot fellas because the guys are doing HGH and mm-hmm. the bread company. Is that the same as steroids? I think it's basically the same. Okay. I think it's like a weird workaround or something. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's illegal. Mm-hmm. I think it might be illegal now. Mm-hmm. Unclear. We'll have to get um, research on that. Matt! <laughs> <laughs> look up HGH! <laughs> be a good little boy and look up HGH! No, I'm kidding. He's not even here. Uh, okay, so I 
don't know if it's officially illegal, but I did find it odd that they were just injecting themselves in front of the boss and the bread. At work, just sticking their leg. What was that? <laughs> they were like, oh, it's fine, man. And he's like, I don't, I don't want a staff that's doing drugs. You're fired. And they're all like, well, I guess we're all fired then. Between Ozempic and HGH, it's like, well, as a normie myself, it's like, are my options? Oh, you dropped that. I saw that falling. I, saw, I could see it falling. And I'm not editing this out. Okay. My water bottle fell. The people need to know. The people need to know. <laughs> do you think the Hot Fellas guys are... I do like all of Anthony's stuff. He's mostly. fun. Yeah. I would like a spinoff for him. I know. And I am happy that in episode eight, like... Anthony finally got a win because like he's had a rough season. He got uninvited to the Met Gala. He hit on a guy who was like, no, I'm straight. Don't talk to me or look at me kind of thing. Like he's had a rough season. They were giving him like one line things. And yeah. Now he's finally getting a storyline yeah. and getting to go to the Drew Barrymore show, which they describe as the show's audience um, is mom's folding laundry. Like that's what they described the Drew Barrymore show. And they're not wrong. No. Would yeah. you describe yourself as that category of person? Yeah, I fold laundry. Yeah. I always think that with Housewives, because I hear from so many people when I do the Housewives recaps and everything iconic that these people, a lot of people just watch it with the on, in the background. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the other viewer who, like myself, who's sitting and taking notes and being like, okay, rewind that scene. What happened? Totally. Totally. Um. So there's, yeah, I, I get that. But I like folding laundry and I love a talk show. So I was happy to see a talk show. And by the way, I want, Drew Barrymore acting again. I know. Like, I'm so thrilled that her talk show is like a huge success. I know. And she's the best interviewer. I love her. Ugh. I just also want more from, and I want her to direct too. She directed Whip It. Did you see that? I love Whip It. Yeah. You got so close to the mic and it really added emphasis. And I like that. Oh my God. It's <laughs> so good. And I remember they used that Peaches song in the trailer that's like, the boys want to be her, the girls want to be her. Wait, sorry, really quick. <laughs> People were asking me, this is completely tangent, detour. Whatever. People were asking me in my DMs, you didn't post a picture with Danny from your birthday party. What did he end up wearing? And I want to apologize to you because I had a Menti B right before my birthday party and you got there on the earlier side and I was still like settling. So I was still like, I didn't feel like I could sit yet. So I didn't get to visit with you as much as I would have liked. But we should have taken a photo together because we both looked amazing. You were wearing, listeners, this is for you. Danny was wearing. Explain the theme first. The theme was Marie Antoinette. So I was in like a full like get up. I felt really beautiful. Dan was like wearing full dress. Yes. Full make gorgeous makeup, M- gorgeous makeup, like crown updo, like long ass sleeves, like tights. Like I was, do- Dan walked in and I was like doing a photo shoot in my courtyard. Um, and you were wearing a Marie Antoinette t-shirt, which I love. It was just a black t-shirt with Marie Antoinette on it. Cause I love I had, that you had that. Well, I had to buy it for your party because Aww. Matt's mom was in town. And so we had a dinner to, I had a dinner to go to. So I knew I wouldn't be able to stay there late. Yeah. And so I didn't want to dress in full Marie Antoinette and then go right. to the smokehouse for dinner. That would be a lot. <laughs> so, but you looked great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And happy belated birthday. Oh I mean, I wish you birthday, but listeners. Oh my God. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. And we didn't take a photo. I've been sort of weird with photo like i feel like i'm not taking as many photos lately i'm I'm not good about it yeah i'm just like putting the phone down if i'm alone and i'm bored i will take plenty Mm -hmm. of selfies content whatever but when i'm like with my friends the last thing i'm thinking to do is like take a photo or like get a tiktok like i don't have the i would rather just do my thing with my friends yeah and i used to every time at dinner with friends i used to be like let's take a photo or something and now i just don't i just forget it but i have 700 photos of uh bethany eating a crab boil on my phone (laughs) (laughs) Nothing, nothing of me and you at your birthday party. I know, but but I maybe have... that's a good thing because we we're, we're being present. That's true. That's true. Bethany was being present while she was eating that crab boil, she's though. Slurping. <laughs> uh, should we talk about uh, Rock 
and Lily, who I'm finding that people are finally shifting on Lily. It seems mm-hmm. like culturally people are realizing like, oh, Lily's the worst one on the show. Oh my gosh. Like, welcome. 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 Better late than never. Uh, but Rock is now a celebrity from one Ralph Lauren ad. One ad and everyone wants to be their friend and Charlotte is in full momager Chris Jenner mode. She, Charlotte said something about how uh, Richard Burton, her dog, has an Instagram and she was showing LTW the Instagram. Yes. And she's like, did you catch up with Richard Burton? And LTW's like, uh, no, I'm behind. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that scene in the schoolyard. And I liked LTW yelling at Herbert Jr.'s girlfriend, Baxter, who was just... Baxter, the audacity of that girl. I know. I know. She's so ballsy. Or, she's so... I mean, if if my if I was in high school and my boyfriend's mom was LTW, I would have like the best manners and be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me over, like blah 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 blah. And this girl was just an entitled little shit. I know. Yeah, I just mentioned Matt's mom visited us for she was yeah. here a few days, and it's like I'm not uh, making out with him even in our own house in front of his oh mother my because I'm being respectful. Yeah, because it's mean, weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's Creepy. weird. I don't know these youths can't these keep youths. up with these, these kids. Uh, Charlotte, though. She, um, what was her, did she have another storyline this season? She made, I don't think so, not as much in this one, but she made Rock like an Instagram and oh, yeah. they have all these meetings with all these like very important like modeling agencies in New York. Cause this like, does feel right to me for Charlotte. I think so too. Yeah. Charlotte's like, I need to find a sense of purpose. My kid is really good at this thing. I'm so excited to like go all in. Right. Yeah. The kids are demons, but she's great. Yeah. Uh, and so on Valentine's Day, or right around Valentine's Day, Seema and Carrie decide to go get a couple's massage. Mm-hmm. And Seema freaks out because they can't get a solo massage. They go together to this massage place. Mm-hmm. And Seema gets pissed because the person behind the counter is like, oh, we only have double rooms available. What do you think? I th- I think that's pretty obnoxious. I think it's pretty ridiculous. And I think single people deserve to be seen and heard on Valentine's Day just as much as anybody else. Yeah. And I would actually argue that probably half of people who go get a massage or more on Valentine's Day are probably single. Right. Right. They're like, I'm treating myself. Treat, meet yeah. some, um, evening. Mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. Um, afternoon. A um, afternoon. Um, yeah. yeah but I think I would probably like, I mean, I understand why Simo is upset, but also I would probably just be like, do you want to just get a couple's massage? Like I would get a couple's massage with my friend. Yeah. yeah like I wouldn't care. I've done like, that. Just don't talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, normally when I go with a friend, we do a couple's massage. Yeah. Then you could chat. Right. Be like, like, so anyway, and, and they're like, and giggle massage. and yeah. all that. Yeah. It's yeah. Fun. More fun that way. Oh, Charlotte did eat a gummy. <gasps> she ate a gummy, uh, uh, a weed gummy. Or no, she, or I thought she had brownie. a brownie. Yeah. yeah. She ate a, I get that. Um, have you had a freak out with weed? Yes. Yeah. Did I tell this story already? Maybe we told it. There was one time in 2020. Poor listeners. Got to hear yeah, these stories. Sorry. Over over again. <laughs> sorry, friends. Um, in 2020, Jake and I were like, okay, we're kind of over drinking. Like, let's try and be stoners. So we went to a local weed store and we had this lovely person helping us. And they were like, uh, these edibles make you feel like you're in the 90s. So I was like, oh my gosh, you're telling me if I eat this, I'll feel like I'm in a goofy movie. Like, that's Wait, where my who mind told went. you this. What was this a real worker? Or yeah, it was apparition? a salesperson. No, okay. it, was a- <laughs> it wasn't like a. <laughs> no, it was I just a- never heard a salesperson 
it was a real salesperson. And they were like, yeah, I'll take like, they were these like rice, like rice crispy treats. And they were like, oh, the cinnamon flavor is so good. I'll like have like half of one in my cereal and like break it up into pieces. And I have like a really good day. Mm-hmm. So I was so excited about this notion of feeling like I was in the nineties. Cause that was like my happiest time in my life that I was like, I'm going to eat an entire one. And I do not engage with marijuana at all. So I got way too high. And so did Jake. And we had a bad time. Ooh, that's the worst. Yeah. Feeling. Yeah. As, as Charlotte said, I could feel my blood. I don't, think the f- I don't love a food gummy mm-hmm. or weed food. I just think it's dangerous because you just don't know exactly. It's hard I to control. Somebody, I heard somebody say like when somebody makes like a tray of brownies, sometimes like the corner brownie, you can't tell where how it's mixed exactly. So it's yeah. like the corner brownie could be like the most strong brownie ever. And then the middle could have nothing in it. That's a good point. Yeah. I never thought about there that. There you go. Uh, okay. The last thing about this episode that I think we really need to discuss is uh, Aiden finally shows up. Mm-hmm. We see him. We get the moment between him and Carrie. Yeah. But what I really want to focus on is that very aggressive, uh, very, very aggressive jacket. Carrie, no! Hi. No! The buttons. Oh. The nation. It was, it was, it was Rhythm Nation. It was Matrix. It was not what I wanted to see Aiden in for the first time in 13 years. Shocking. Shocking. Give him like a nice wool like jacket. This is where Patricia feel her absence was really felt. Or a Patagonia. He would look so hot in a Patagonia. Any, literally anything else. Anything Anything else. (laughs) Any, that, I'm thinking of the Barbie movie, put him in some pink. He'd look better than that jacket. Like what the fuck was that jacket? The most weird thing to me was the belt the sassy belt did you ever see there's a documentary about the sex in the city tv shows or something i know they talk about the movie the first movie maybe Mm -hmm. this was somewhere else but they talk about the first movie and how they used like this one belt on carrie like a studded one the studded one right and they use it like a million times and i love that the way they use that belt Mm-hmm. And then in episode eight, which we're going to get to, there's this whole thing with Charlotte and the belt. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, what's the thing with the belt that we had to like, not only do it on the gals, but now we're having Aiden with this belt. Cinch his, his waist. Cinch his waist. Like, I've just never heard of that. And forgive me, but I don't think Aiden, this like Virginia mountain man. Would wear. Has a farm and is visiting New York City, has three teenage sons, or kids. Are they sons? Sons. Okay. And he's just going to cinch the waist? Wear a jacket with a belt? Be so fucking for real right now. Be fucking for real, Aiden. Be fucking for real! <laughs> like, God damn it! Take off the goddamn belt. Take off the belt. Take Pull a Charlotte and take off the belt. Exactly. Um. Wait, another thing in this episode? Sorry, I know we're about to exit to episode eight. But there was this no weird story. Here, what? No rules here. Yeah. <laughs> We're on the open road of sex in the city. Or, and just like that. Miranda, like, hyper fixates on this author named Amelia, who, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Miranda's like, I-, I used to run to your Jane Austen recordings. And so Amelia's like, come over, like, fair Miranda, <laughs> daughter of Prospero. Like, they have this, like, pretentious, like, literary conversation. And then Miranda shows up in this, like, hot purple dress with this, like, cool jacket, like, looking, like, really snatched. And... Then, like, Amelia's in, like, full goblin mode, and, like, they start to make out, and, like, Amelia's, like, to quote Mrs. Bennett, like, wow, you're so teasing. (laughs) 
And then Miranda, like, and then she steps in, Amelia steps in dog shit, and Miranda, like, backs into Kitty Litter, like, after two seconds of being there. And then, like, Amelia asks her for quarters, and then Miranda's like, oh, my God, I can leave. Like, oh, my God, I realized I can leave. And I just want to say that was an unhinged storyline that I really enjoyed. Like, what are they doing with Miranda? <laughs> like, what is happening? Everything Mar- is so cringe with Miranda. Miranda needs a win. Like, I felt really bad. I was like, okay, she's, like, getting her mojo back. She's, like, out of her relationship with Che Diaz. Like, she asks out this, like, seemingly very sophisticated sophisticated like author and the actress was from younger yes yes yes. i knew i recognized her i didn't wow lots of people from younger on this show really bringing them in new york based actors where's dove where is she's filming that tv show with samantha jones and aiden oh my god (gasps) we should discuss this we, we have to. Okay, so last time on the show, we were talking about Hillary Duff was in this movie, Raise Your jo- Voice. John Corbett played her teacher, not mm-hmm. her love interest, but now he's on How I Met Your Father on Hulu, which Hillary stars in, mm-hmm. playing her love interest. Mm-hmm. And Weird. you said on the podcast that you were a big fan of How I Met Your Father, mm-hmm. but then you didn't even know he played her love interest. Caught. You know what? I'm taking my time to catch up okay. because it's so good and I want to savor it. Interesting. And we're on strike, Dan, so I don't know when it's coming back. Do you think... Okay, so Samantha Jones plays the narrator, though, on... Or, or Kim Cattrall plays the narrator yeah. on How I Met Your Father. <laughs> Samantha Jones. Do you think... What do you think... Okay, this... I'm sorry, this might be a little bit of a maze for our thoughts, but bear with me. Okay. Do you think that Kim Cattrall or, and John Corbett are on the same page? Do you think John Corbett is Team Samantha or Team Carrie? Oh in real God, life. In real life. Shit. Because I don't know. I think I tweeted this, actually, that I think John Corbett and SGP have phenomenal chemistry. They really do. do. Don't they? Yes. The way she looked at him, like when they found each other on the street and she was like, hi, I, she like lit up. I was like, oh, my God, I truly believe that they're in love and they haven't seen each other in 13 years. Totally. It was totally. really sweet. And they have this way of they like giggle with each other. I just think the chemistry is better than what she had with which we'll talk about big. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, anyway, cute. episode seven, anything else? That one, that Miranda storyline with the crazy house. I'm sorry. I just had to bring it up because it was so unhinged, like the cat litter of it all. And the, uh, do you have any quarters? I have to go to the bodega. I was like, this is poor Miranda. She needs a win. I know. I, it reminded me of that friends. There's a friends episode. That's basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. I, oh yeah. Where the hot girl has like a disgusting apartment. I think it's like Brooke Shields. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes. Yes. I, I don't, I don't know. I just don't. That's what I hate the most is what they're doing with Miranda. And I know everyone is like, everybody feels that way. Mm-hmm. But each week I keep having hope that something else. Like, I'm okay with that cringe. It's funny with Miranda and that house going to that apartment. Yes. But like you were saying, we need a win for Miranda. It's like, I just, I need to see some of the signs of the cynicism, Miranda, mm-hmm. a little bit more than what mm-hmm. we're getting. And then also some wins. Yeah. Yeah. But I did. I will say what I liked about the Amelia storyline was it did feel like OG sex in the city where it's like she was only in the one episode. Mm -hmm. They had a funny, weird interaction and we probably aren't going to see her again. Yeah, I hope not. But uh, that's what we thought about Jay Diaz. And now Jay Diaz working at a vet store. We're getting scenes of the vet clinic. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let's take a break here and then we're going to come back and talk all about that. I want to remind everyone that I'm on vacation this week, so there will not be a Real Housewives recap. So, um as of this listening, this will be the only episode out this week. And so just know that, know that, <laughs> and then I'll be back. Um, but you can find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Thank you to ACAST and we'll be right back. Yeah, 
Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. And we're back. I'm a beast, baby. Got a beast inside and I'm waking it up. I got a Wake beast it up, baby. inside and I'm waking it up. Got a beast inside and I'm waking it up. Waking it up. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, episode eight. <laughs> that was a good dance break. Yeah, it's the best song. It's so, I love it. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker and Aiden open up episode eight in bed, in underwear, being playful, sexy, showing off gray hair. And I, I don't want us to get too deep about this, but I do think there's something very beneficial about seeing two people in a, a sexy, playful way that we don't normally see yes. for people over 50 or 60. Yeah, TV. and it was hot. They were really cute together. Also, like, how did you feel about Aiden being like, I can't go back into your apartment. It's too triggering for me. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he wouldn't go. I thought it was stupid. I think he's kind of being a little bitch. So fucking dramatic, Aiden. Like, yeah. Like, go to the apartment just for sex or something. Enough time has passed. And that's the thing. And she's like, I, I repainted it. And I, I put up new wallpaper. Oh, we're different people. <laughs> I feel like that's my one thing with Aiden is like, he's great. They have really good chemistry. But there's always, he always has some fucking annoying hang up. He's like, Carrie, I won't date a smoker. Like, he always has something that he's unnecessarily judgmental about that like really annoys me. Yeah. No, I get that. Where it's like I, Carrie's apartment is her essence. Carrie smoking was her essence at that yeah, time. Let like, her fucking light up the marble light. Yeah. Let her live. Yeah. Yeah. And I also don't like the whole way that they 
did the story, it felt so convoluted of like, we wanted to get them at to Che Diaz's apartment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it just felt so convoluted. Like, I almost felt like they wanted to get them to Che Diaz's apartment. And so then they had to give, then they had to go backwards and be like, okay, what's the reason? And they're like, oh, right. let's have Aiden say he won't go. That's how it felt like, um, backwards manufactured. But why do you think they wanted them in Che Diaz's apartment? I don't know. Maybe I'm, I, I, so be could be wrong. I don't fucking know. I'm just high on homewares. It just seems strange to me. Yeah. And that homeward scene. So they go to buy home goods at like a crate and barrel or something. Mm-hmm. And it went on forever. <laughs> She's like, look at this tiny cheese grater. And he's like, hey, that's for salt. I yeah. was like, what is going on? Do you agree with Aiden that every house needs a pepper mill? Yeah. 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 A pepper mill and salad tongs. Yeah. Yeah. So I... I actually feel strongly about salad tongs. I think you need to just buy like a million of them. Mm-hmm. I also feel that way about scissors. Like Mac gets mad at me because I will buy scissors in like Costco bulk. Mm-hmm. And I feel very strongly that as an adult, this is actually a rule of life for mm-hmm. everyone listening. Yeah. Go buy a million fucking pairs of scissors. If you have, if you can afford it, obviously. But buy a million of them. Don't just buy the one or two pairs and put them in different rooms because they're going to, get lost and you're always going to need a pair of scissors in a room. So I have, I have a pair in here. I have a pair right here in the cup. I have a pair right there in the bathroom. I have a million scissors in this house. Oh my God. And I think it's the best life hack in the world because even you could go to Ikea and buy a bunch of scissors, you know, it costs you 10 bucks yeah. for, and then you'll have them in every room Yes, and they will be convenient. If you're in the bathroom and you see one hair out of place that you need to cut, you snip it. If you're in your office and you want to, uh, cut some origami, you're ready. If you ever have a home intruder, you have a weapon. Yes, kitchen. In every room. A kitchen, you got them for your stuff. Mm-hmm. Always have a million scissors. Wow. Okay, just Dan, go life hack. Off. When you're at the store, go off next time at Target I and will. just put 10 of them in the cart. And when your significant other or your friend is with you and they say, Why do you need 20 pairs of scissors? You say, Because I don't ever want to not have a pair of scissors, bitch. Because I know, <laughs> I know that as an adult, you're going to need scissors in every room. And who wants to go through the stress of being in a room and needing scissors and not having them? I went to a dinner place last night where I ordered a pizza with my friend and they gave us scissors that looked like they were from the movie Us to cut it what? with. <gasps> and they were like, here you go. And they like laid the scissors down and they're like, enjoy. Oh my God. But the scissors were dull and they didn't even make it through the pizza. What the fuck? I should have had my own scissors in my purse. See, if you had them in your purse. I could have. Got through that pizza. You should have scissors every single place. You can never have enough scissors. Wow. You can never have enough. Uh, So, yeah, but I I don't feel exactly like that about pepper grinders. Yeah. But... I mean, they went really over the top, too. They're like, we got an espresso maker. We got a cutting board. But have you ever been in, like, a home goods type store with Matt and found it to be very romantic? Oh, yeah, every time. Yes. Matt recently got into home goods because he didn't like i was always the home goods shopper Mm -hmm. and then now lately he'll go without me i mean it was like dragging him to the home goods like two years ago and now he's like oh i'm headed up to home goods you need anything i'm like you better wait the fuck until i'm ready to go because i need some oils yeah i have to come along one time jake and i there have been a few times where jake and i have been in like pier one r.i.p and we would just like be like oh look at all these ugly throw pillows let's make fun of them and it was like very romantic so i get why carrie was like high on housewares remember when kirstie alley was the face of home or of pier one those commercials in the 90s Yeah. yeah they were important 
important. Okay, very important. Uh, okay, so the big thing this episode, Carrie says this to Miranda when they're walking. She says, I've been thinking a lot lately, was big a big mistake? And I think this is a very controversial line because for the, they did represent big as her number one, as her soulmate, as whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I think killing off big was one thing. And now to say, was that relationship a mistake? I think would probably upset a lot of people. Now I was always on team Aiden. So I actually, mm-hmm. I loved this, but I could see how people might get upset with it. How did you? Feel? Yeah, I do feel like, I mean, I don't know. Like I, cause I understand where she's coming from. Cause big like did suck, but I also, I'm like, whoa, that is kind of heavy because it does feel like, oh my gosh, we had so many storylines revolving around the Carrie and big of it all that it's like, she, I feel like she needed that chapter to enjoy this one. Totally. Someone also should remind her, this is where Miranda should have said, well, you got all his money, so it was worth it. Like, you totally. know, that, with the cynicism of like, it's not about love. That That's the old Miranda that I would have loved to come out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, but I um, am happy that she's, I'm a little concerned that they're going to drop the Aiden of it all. And I like it. I know. I want her to like just settle a little bit. Me too. Like they can't just bring, that's the thing is like, they can't bring Aiden in for like a couple episodes and then like take him away from us. Like we need to be able to hang out with him for a while. And I want to see his like chic ass farm in Virginia. Oh, you know, I'm so worried about that. That it's going to be a shithole. No, at the end of the episode, we're going to skip around a little bit, but at the very end of the episode, Carrie, she takes her fucking old ass smelly Howard's end book Mm -hmm. that she took from her book. She had to smell it. She was like, that was such an SJP thing. It was such an SJP thing. Like it was like only SJP. I feel like I've seen SJP smell like a millions of books on. She did that in her AD, I think, or her Vogue. Vogue questions. Probably. One of those videos, she definitely did it. I've probably seen SGP smell upwards of a hundred books. Yeah. And in various places, scripted, unscripted, A D tours. Yeah. You and you're know. wearing a Miss Piggy Reed t shirt oh, and yeah. you need a t shirt like that that has a picture of SJP smelling a book on it. Yeah. So dramatic. With it's her like, like dainty a, little hands. Mm, that's another thing that I would love to see. Mal, I don't know why I'm thinking Molly Shannon today, but I could picture Molly Shannon <laughs> doing like a SJP impression where she just like smells a book. Yes. <laughs> Mary Catherine Gallagher with her armpits. Oh, maybe yeah. that's why I'm thinking. Of yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I do love a, an old, I, I, I kind of get a little like in my SJP era sometimes because I like the smell of a book. Or oh, I like like same. an old book. I collect editions of Bridge to Arbithia. It's my favorite book. And I yes. like love an old kind of book. Or like a library book with a plastic cover when you open it and it mm. makes that like crinkling sound. Or it has, remember back in the day when you had to check the card. out the card? Oh, the best. The history. You see the history of the book. I always wanted to stamp. I always thought it was so fun to stamp the card oh, yeah. as a librarian. You, did you like stamps when you were a kid? Oh yeah. I was obsessed too. Love. Like I thought they were the coolest thing, but I was so, I was always kind of like this with my toys and stuff. Like I, I was always worried I was going to overuse it or something, so I'd save it. Yes, and then it would dry out. And then I'd, it would dry out. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, why did I save it? Yeah. Could have been stamped and stamping things left and right. That's how my mom was with like nice candles. Like they would just like collect dust. And because she would be like, I never want to light the nice candle. That was like a gift from Crate and Barrel that like Aunt So-and-so gave us or whatever. And they would just collect dust. And now as an adult with nice candles, I'm like, no, spark her up, baby. Them, that's what they're for. Life's too short. Light them up. Yep. Um. Do you, I also think that 
you can never have enough candles. Never. Never. Like There's scissors. No, limit doesn't exist. Yep. Like you just, you load them up. And if you're at the store and you're like thinking, I might have this scent at home, it don't matter because you're going to go through one mm-hmm. and then you'll have it again. Put it in the candle closet for safekeeping until it's time. And if you yeah. don't have a candle closet, get, get rid of some shit and get one. Yeah. Get one. We have one. Get yeah, one. It's just loaded. And it's true. Honestly, probably my favorite time in my life is when I'm going into that candle closet and thinking, what are we going to light up next? Yes. <laughs> My best time. Yeah. What's in here? Oh, I forgot I had this one. What a delightful scent. Yeah. It's you like know, clothes. I'm feeling a little uh, pumpkin today, even though it's July. Let's light yeah. her up. Let's- yeah. It's like when you like switch out your clothes seasonally and you're like, I forgot I had this cute sweater because I put it away in spring. Wait, you when take you buy candles, do you have to smell them first or could you online shop for candles? No, I, ca- mm, I have online shopped for candles. Yeah, like the three week sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've like read the scent notes. I'm like, I think that'll be nice. But in general, I do like to smell them in person because I've gotten some where I'm like, this is better than anything I could have even dreamed of. And then oh, others yeah. where I'm like, oh, this isn't quite what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah, I do. This sounds bougie, too. But I, I have seen what a well-priced candle can do for me now. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to go back to the shittier candles. It is. It right? sucks. It like really you, sucks. You get a good candle. And you're I know. Like, what the fuck? I've been missing out. And you're like, oh my god, the scent is beautiful and the vessel is beautiful. It's literally adding to the chicness of my space. Yeah, yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, uh, uh, Carrie does invite they. They're at brunch, and mm-hmm. Carrie tells the gals who Seema is sitting in for Samantha. It seems like they're really leaning in to Seema as Samantha, right? Yes, for sure. And, and I like, like that. You do like yeah, it? Yeah, I do like it. Do you not like it? No, I like Seema. I think she's fabulous. I think um, I was a little bummed that she didn't have any like weird weirdly written lines like at the iphone store when she was like my phone's new i wish we had some more like weird sema acting moments this week but Mm. i do really like her as a character and but yeah i feel like they're really leaning into like carrie and her being like best best friends because carrie gets really worked up when sema like is distant that scene with sema at the hair salon Mm -hmm. so sema doesn't want to go to dinner with aiden Mm -hmm. and carrie doesn't know why at first and then uh, Seema's acting distant towards her and she goes to the hair place. Seema tries to ignore Carrie and then mm-hmm. they have this scene outside of the hair salon while their hair is wet and it's raining outside and they talk about their friendship and Seema says, you've had seemingly two loves of your life and I've had none. And so they had this plan to go to the Hamptons for the summer and she's like, I don't want to spend the Hamptons. And to me, that was like, one of the most beautiful scenes so far. I loved it. Yeah, I did too. It was so simple and it was so well done. And I think it's a really relatable feeling to have like a friend that's like, oh my God, I always have someone in my life. And she's like, I haven't had anybody that significant and I don't want to spend all this money on a summer where like I'm the third wheel. Like that's not what I signed up for. Yeah. And I need some space. And Carrie's like, no, because space creates more space. And Seema's like, I need space. This also feels like a thing to me where they had to go backwards and, Like the idea of them staying in the summer house together was introduced so many episodes ago, but it seems when I look back on it now, I'm like, that is kind of weird that they were planning this in, uh, you know, June of last year or whatever fucking time we were when this show started. Right. I know. And I, and, but I wanted to see them in the Hamptons together. I'm like bummed that we might not get that. Okay. Wait. And so I dropped my point that I wanted to make earlier about Aiden. So at the end of the episode, again, jumping around a lot, um, when Carrie's smelling that book and she wants to take it to Aiden's farm and she says in her voiceover, she says, and just like that, I went to Aiden's farm. It was our new beginning. So the thing, the point that I wanted to make is I'm worried that next week we're going to all of a sudden she's going to be back in New York. Cause remember they did this with Miranda last season in Cleveland. Many people yeah. might not remember, remember she was surprised in Che in Cleveland 
And at the end of the episode, she gets in the cab and she's looking at it and Carrie's voice was like, and just like that, Miranda went to Cleveland. And then the next episode opens and Miranda's back from Cleveland. And they're like, so how was Cleveland? And if that fucking happens again, Hannah Brown, I will be livid. If we don't get Carrie at this farmhouse. We need it. If we don't get it, Hannah, I'm, I'm already pre-pissed and I don't know that we're not going to see it. Hopefully we'll see it. You're but I'm right. pretty pissed. <gasps> see, I got bamboozled. I was like, surely we're going to get to see Aiden's house. Because also, there were so many conversations about like, the chicken jumps on his son's bed. <laughs> they were doing too much with the chicken. Too much with the chicken. Wait, there was a line that I want to make sure I get right. Was where- it uh, Carrie when she's like, so I have to factor you into the equation? It was that scene when Miranda's like, she's eating. She's like, so how does the chicken get up onto your son's bed? And then Aiden goes, I lift her. Otherwise, she keeps flying. And they're like, <laughs> just do the Chadia's audience laugh. <laughs> I lift her. We used to, that fake laugh that I do in college, we used to do that in the dining hall. Like my friends would say, Danny, do the fake laugh. And so <laughs> this is terrible. But I basically, the whole bit was like, me, they, my friends wanted me to like go up to people in line at like the dining hall or in public or whatever. And like, just get them to tell like a very bad joke and then do that laugh. So like my friends would always be like, Danny, go make them, go do the fake laugh with somebody. And so they, all my friends would be watching. And then I'd be talking and someone in line making a sandwich would say some innocuous joke or something. And they'd be like, <laughs> and the people don't know how to react because it's like they made a joke, but they didn't make a funny joke. It's like a really funny thing to so do. So they're to shocked at how big your reaction is. That is so like, funny. What's going on with you? Oh, we that's... also used to do this thing called the butt thing. I'm getting on a tangent, but <laughs> where my friends, this was, my friends would say, go do the butt thing. And what you would do is you go and drop something in front of someone at a store or something, mm-hmm. and you just, you bend over to pick it up, but you kind of just like really are wide with your ass. <laughs> And so you like take up a lot of space and sort of like dance your ass as you're trying to pick this thing up and people just don't know how to react to it. So the people around you are just like, what is he doing? Like he's taking up so much space with his ass and you're just trying to pick something up and you like kick it. And then, I mean, it's really immature things. It's but physical it's, comedy. Yeah, it's physical. Com- I mean, I'm a comedian. Yeah. You're definitely funnier than Shady is. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, I love it. Wait, what were we talking about there? Oh yeah, so I better we better see the farmhouse. We have and to fucking chickens. I don't and think we're going to because they they're doing too much with chickens. You don't think the production's hiring chickens for the show, do you? Maybe not, but I feel like here's the thing. I feel like the episode of Carrie like hating her life at Aiden's old shack, which she mentioned in the episode, is so iconic mm-hmm. that I feel like they have such a good opportunity to show us like where he's at in life now with this farmhouse and is it going to be as chic as she thinks it is? Is it still a shithole? Is there going to be more drama? Is she going to think it would be different this time at this house and it's exactly the same? I feel like with that and then with his feelings about Carrie's home, like they're really setting us up to be like, what did these homes say about these people and how might that get in the way of their relationship so like i'm praying we get to see it because it would make sense right. you're you're acting as if the show is known for making sense that's your problem that's all I'm, of our problems yeah that there's your trouble as problem. as the chicks once said do you remember when dorinda on real house in new york her tagline was like it's not my problem <laughs> do, you know, <laughs> do you know what i'm talking about it's your problem <laughs> it's like, if you got a problem it's not it's, my problem it's your problem the way she her pronunciation of problem was just like very wet it was problem. like problem <laughs> <laughs> oh i miss dorinda Me are too. you liking the real house in new york now i actually really am okay don't kick me out 
No, I won't. I'm happy people are liking it. I'm enjoying it. But when I tell you, I saw like a, a, a promotional photo for the upcoming season of Ultimate Girls Trip with all the legacy people. Oh, for New York. Yeah. Yes. I got so excited. I, I need it immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah, I do. I do too. I, I want to. Uh, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm still not like sold on the real in New York, but it seems like I'm in the minority. Nobody likes that. Nobody likes to hear it. I feel like I'm the only one being honest. I'm having fun with it, but it does feel like an entirely different show, which I think was the point it is, that, yeah, you yeah. know, I'm having fun with this one. Does it mean I don't miss the old one? No, I miss the old one as well. I wish we could have both. Right. Which maybe we will. I think I hope so. they might decide. I hope and, so. And I think after a season, when we get to know these gals, maybe it would be different. Yeah. Um, okay. So... Wait, did you notice, um, you know how they keep doing these callbacks? They're doing very subtle callbacks and mm-hmm. bringing back certain characters. And I think, and I could be wrong, but there was a scene where Miranda and Carrie this episode were walking when she says that thing about was big a mistake. Mm-hmm. And they walk in front of this church, and I'm not positive, but I think it's the church from the Friar Fuck episode of <gasps> Sex and the City, which Iconic. was my favorite episode. So good. When Samantha wants to fuck the priest. Fleabag wishes. Oh my God, it was so good. It was so good. <laughs> I masturbated all afternoon. That's when Samantha says that line. Oh, I love it. Friar fuck. <laughs> I fantasize about my priest. And that's when Miranda says she fantasized about Russell Crowe. Yes. Do you fantasize about Russell Crowe? Absolutely not. Yeah. What about you? Um, You know what? One time I saw him at Disneyland <gasps> and he had a, like an S, uh, you know how they do the Disneyland escorts mm-hmm. for celebrities. He, he was in one of the shops shopping and I think he had an escort outside, but I saw him in the shop and he was very meticulously looking at DuckTales merch and that really turned me on to him. Oh, I love that. Yeah. There is nothing hotter to you. And because it, isn't it, it's also just such a mystery to me. Like I, I just don't imagine Russell Crowe watching DuckTales and maybe he hadn't seen it. Maybe he was like, what are these ducks? But he was like, it seemed to me very interested in the DuckTales merch. The same way Carrie was interested in the salt grater. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I think that was the church from the Friar Fuck. Cause That's they, fun. They kind of lingered on it for a minute and it looked very familiar to me, but I could be wrong. Uh, but she, um, they do talk about Miranda going to this internship. And this is crazy to me. We mentioned it briefly, but she goes there and there's two other gals interning. Yeah. They Sloan gi- and Selena. They give her the garlic chocolate chip cookie, which doesn't sit with me. No. I'm do we need to be add, adding garlic? The, the gal in it says it's good. Try it. It sounds gross. I don't buy it. I, you know, I just, I love garlic to death. I don't think it belongs in dessert. I Not don't. at all. Not no. at all. I don't, it's like when people put nuts on salad. I yeah. don't want a fucking peanut on my salad. I generally don't like fruit and salad. Sometimes I do, but oh, yeah, in yeah. general, not really. Yeah. Depends on the fruit. I hate a carrot in my, a shaved carrot in my salad. I mm. hate a shaved, I shaved carrot. And I like carrots. Yeah, just like, not shaved. I, I think when you put, start putting shaved shit in there, it's like too hard to pick out. Yeah, it gets challenging to eat. But a garlic chocolate chip cookie, and I'm a big chocolate chip cookie fan. <sighs> I can't say that word. I felt bad for Miranda, though. Did you? Because basically the interns are like, they're like way younger. Did you? (laughs) The interns are way younger than her. And they're like, oh my God, like our boss is pretty chill, but sometimes she makes us do like stupid shit that like we're too smart for, but like, it's okay. And like their boss immediately asks Miranda to take notes in a meeting and they're super jealous because they're like, we've been here like months. We've never gotten asked to take notes in a meeting. Like that's so annoying. And so Miranda's like, yeah, sure. And so Miranda keeps getting these opportunities and the other interns start being mean to her. The, The scene that really triggered me as someone that's been bullied many times throughout my life 
is when she asks. Shut the fuck up, Hannah. No, no. it's true. I just wanted to bully you. When oh you my said god! I was Shut I'm the sorry. fuck up, you loser. <laughs> Oh my god, that was so shocking! I wanted to bully you. Oh my god! That right after you said you were bullied, I was bullied. That's many so mean times. of me. That's, it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So she sits down. I only down. did that because you're my friend. Oh my, of course, okay. it's a love language. She sits down and she's like, "I got you cookies." The cookies you talked about, and she goes, "Garlic, garlic, garlic," and it's so cringe and uncomfortable. And she's shaking herself, and they start texting about her over the table. And then Miranda calls them out and is like, "Okay, I'm really paranoid, but I do feel like you guys are texting about me." And they're like what no and they're so fucking rude to her and then in the end her boss is like i'm going on maternity leave i know you've been my intern for all of five minutes but like you're gonna cover me as my intern while i'm gone and she's like i don't know yeah that was crazy i know and she's like she's like don't feel bad like you didn't graduate harvard and become like a big deal lawyer by like feeling bad for other people like thank you for acknowledging your privilege but like you are more than qualified to do this and but what okay yeah no that was it but what are we doing but what, what are we doing? What are we doing with Miranda? Like, I I want I, this is terrible. Miranda, I want Miranda back at the law firm. I know. Miranda, get your job back. I know. Oh, I want her with a Palm Pilot. Yeah, I just think like, okay, now she's so is she? Are they going to have her take over this company and basically the same slot? Maybe she's morphing back into the old Miranda. I don't know. I know this is a different company. It's not a law firm, but like. I don't know. Also, I'm just unclear on like, maybe I'm just a bad listener, but I'm unclear on like, she was at school. Now she's doing this internship. Like, what are her current goals? Like, what's she actually trying to do? Because like, this is like a human rights internship, which is like all well and good. But like, I didn't need, I don't even remember her talking about that, like being of interest to her. I need like a, I need them to put up something on the screen, like a map or something. Mm -hmm. Just let's pause. And let's just say like, I need them to write the date. Mm-hmm. Maybe they should just, maybe that, I don't know. Maybe, maybe these episodes should open with like a calendar shot. Yeah. And then I think this is where we do need Carrie's voiceover in the beginning. Yes. To tell us when are we and where in time and space. Like, I think a lot of this stuff would be cleared up actually from a voiceover from Carrie, yes. right? Yes. A lot of confusing stuff. And we're getting the voiceover already at the end when she says, and just like that, it's like, so put the fucking voiceover back in the beginning, please. I right. beg of them. Please. And then, see, here's the thing with that. Writing-wise, what getting all that exposition out at the beginning can be annoying as a viewer and as a writer. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, i got to put out all this exposition. But then if you have the voiceover back at the beginning, then the audience is able to settle in. Right. Even though they're getting hit with all that exposition right off the bat, and it might be annoying for a second, at least then you're like, okay, I know when we are. I know... Uh, Miranda, Carrie's telling us the voiceover that Miranda's left the internship and now is in charge of the company or mm-hmm. she is moving on or give us that information. So the whole episode, I'm not sitting there thinking like, what the fuck is going on? Like, or what the question you had? Yeah. Give us the voiceover back at the beginning. Yeah, it's, so it's like easy. we have this easy solve. It's like in Felicity when she used to speak to her friend Sally into the voice recorder and then they just dropped that in like season three and it's like, what the fuck happened to Sally? By the way, I also want to say these writers are fantastic, and we're, we're this isn't a knock on the writers because and we love them. And I, the other thing I think people need to know is that this is a big oiled machine, so there's like so many things that it's like a lot of the writers are probably in the room saying these things, yeah. And there's probably reasons why they're not doing these things. totally. So, and I know they have this podcast. I haven't listened to it this season, but the writers have a podcast. Amazing. Where they talk about each episode. And I remember last season, it explained so much of the decision making mm-hmm. and cleared up a lot of that. So I'm sure they're still doing it now. So I just felt like I needed to give that disclaimer because. Yeah. Uh, and know, pay them more. And pay them what they're worth. And yeah. What, uh, and work this out. Because Hannah, if this, if these strikes go on too long and 
we cannot have season three of this onion show delayed. It's the only thing keeping me I, grounded. Truly, <laughs> like my mental health is shaky at best, and I need television need to get me through. Need it. Okay, Anthony and the hot guy with the bread. Giuseppe. Giuseppe. He's hot. He is very hot. And, you know, I like that Anthony is like, I I liked their little will they or won't they where Anthony's like, I have to fire you because he finds out that Giuseppe is gay. And he's like, oh, my God, I thought you were straight. So this wasn't a possibility now that I know that you're gay and you're helping me make bread and it's very sensuous. I'm going to want to fuck you now. So you have to go. I was thinking, actually, have we ever seen a sexy like bread pounding like that before on something it was giving ghost it was giving ghost right? i loved it but didn't you feel like it was like a unique thing yes i was like where was this in eat pray love where was this in under the tuscan like, sun it was such a simple kind of setup and it's bread is sensuous like it's dough so, is yeah. sensuous yeah it was like that was so good I yeah and like, it was I cute it. Yeah. they're cute together yeah i have seen on like tiktok there's like hot guys who will slap bread <laughs> oh my god there are so many hot chefs there was the the hot guy who chopped wood i'm kind of over him right now oh yeah but I'm in this era where I'm into this hot guy who cooks and he chops things really fast and he has a toothpick in his mouth and like wears a tank top and he's like really tan oh and he like feeds his dog while he's cooking and it's really attractive. And what? Um, okay. Miranda did get this job. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Charlotte decides to go back to work. She's doing the gallery and I'm happy for her, but she's really freaking out about her belt. Mm-hmm. And whether she's got this new outfit, she likes the outfit. She's supposed to wear the belts with it, but she can't wear the belt properly or something. Yeah, she's like, I have a belly, so the belt keeps riding up. It's supposed to sit at my waist, but my belly is making it ride up. I did love the scene where she shopped for the outfit with LTW and the sales girl. Like Charlotte was like, the sales girl's a bitch, and then and then the sales girl tries to help by being like, well, these items might be more comfortable. And Charlotte's like, get those moos out of my fucking face. I will take this. It fits me great. And then the sales girl like looks at LTW and LTW. He's like, you didn't do anything. You're 25. Like, that's your crime. Right. And I was like, this is cute and relatable. I don't ever like a salesperson when I'm trying on clothes. Like, I just please just leave me alone. Please leave me alone. Like, I don't even I don't even want help, like finding another size. No, like, I will figure it out. Let me. I'm too emotional in the dressing room. Same. Wait, did much. you ever go to Akira in Chicago? Um, sounds familiar. I've made this joke publicly many times, but it's just an accurate representation of what it's like to shop there. It's like a very fast fashion, like intense store and it's like affordable, but very over the top clothes and all the salespeople, people are on commission and they're taught to be like, Hey queen, like all the salespeople are like yassified and they're like, what's up? And they'll be like, I can't help but notice you're only carrying beige clothes. So I got you every other color because it would be really great if you would try something new today. Like they get so on your shit. And like watch you try everything on. They'll be like, how's it going? Like Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And like my older sister, like God love her. One time she said she was in there and she was just like, what's your name? And she was like, okay, cool. I promise I will buy some. I'm more likely to buy something and I will give you all the credit, but I just need space to go shopping. Like if that's okay. Like we'll give you the commission. Yes. But just give me some space. She's like, I will make it happen for you. But like, I promise I'll buy. I'm more likely to buy if you just like kind of leave me alone. And I was like, respect boundary queen. And it's on us to explain that to the people. Because I've also been the, on the other side of that. Like I've, I've been in retail. I've done retail. Same. A lot of times as the employee, you're thinking like, well, do I need to help them? When I was brief, working at free people they would always want us to upsell and i was like i really think the person's more likely to shop if i'm like if i'm like attentive Mm -hmm. but not like annoying where i'm like oh do you need help no okay cool if you need anything let me know yeah and like 
just trust that they're going to figure it out. There's always like some fucking manager there who's like, no, we need you to do that. And I'm like, you're literally wrong. This is a stupid business model. People are are not going to buy something if they feel uncomfortable. And like, we're like trying to like money grub. Mm -hmm. When I lived in Chicago, I, worked at the H&M, which was like underground on, um, I think it was like diversity. God bless you. That is a hard job. Nobody ever showed up there because it was like basically underground. They didn't know it existed. Nobody knew it existed. So nobody was ever there. And I remember the manager, she was like, you keep folding clothes. Like she wanted me to unfold clothes and fold them to look busy when nobody was there. And I was like, this doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Like, why can't I just stand here if there's, especially if there's no customer here? Why am I unfolding and then they always she always wanted me to use that fucking thing that you fold shit yeah with. the like you know board I'm yeah i'm like this doesn't make any sense i'm unfolding to fold again so stupid yeah, i'm right so on top bad. of that rose right on top of that rose uh but charlotte's belt did you like the outfit i thought she looked really cute yeah, i really cute. liked it it was a very charlotte outfit i like charlotte's clothes this season me too they're yeah. chic um the uh did we say everything about charlotte Oh, she does eventually go into the gallery and she meets this assistant or somebody that works there who inspires her to take off the belt, throw away the Spanx yeah. in the bathroom. Yeah. Well, she takes off the belt and then she adds it back on. Oh, yeah. Because they kept being like, just lose the belt. And she's like, but the belt is the whole thing. And then she gets nervous before work and she puts on like seven layers of shapewear, takes the belt off. And then she walks in and she sees these two very like thin, chic girls that look like they would work at End of Century from Gallery Girls. They're giving End of Century. And um, and then she sees, yeah, like her boss is like, or like some assistant is like a fuller figured woman. And Charlotte's like, okay, cool. I'm going to go put this belt back on. Yeah. Then she goes. Uh, meanwhile, uh Meanwhile, Aiden and Carrie are going to Shay's apartment as Brad and Janet from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Because now, again, it seems convoluted to me, but they are staying at Shay's uh, apartment. But wait, so Shay's at the veterinarian. Mm-hmm. Why is Shay's apartment empty again? So Shay is Airbnb-ing it to try and make extra money because like, they had one flop pilot and suddenly their whole career is non-existent. Also, Carrie tanked the podcast network. So like, Che's like running out of income streams. So Che gets a day job and Airbnb is their apartment. And I don't know where they're staying when they're not at their apartment. But then Carrie's like, we don't want to spend money on hotels anymore. Let's just do an apartment swap. Okay. I feel like that woman in the meme who's like trying to do math. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what is happening? She's like, like, (laughs) it's all so confusing. It's so, it actually, now that I'm saying it out loud, is deeply confusing. And I don't, why is it so confusing? Because Why can't do- they just have Aiden and Carrie stay at a hotel? They, Carrie's rich. Carrie's so rich and yet cannot upgrade her bed. Also, by the way, Aiden's rich because he sold West the company Elm. to West Elm. Yeah. Fucking West yeah. Elm. Fucking West Elm. Yeah, it so is interesting. Why are, do they have to do Chadia's apartment? Like, couldn't they have just gone somewhere else? And I don't know. Chade went through all that money. And, the, and then Che Diaz is like, well, my like manager, my apartment manager isn't too keen on the whole Airbnb thing. So just lie and say you're my cousins. And then Aiden's like a well, really bad she, liar. How is Che doing uh, Airbnb if the manager don't like it? Like on the sneak sneak, I guess. Yeah. And then that poor neighbor just keeps being like, this is unsettling because Aiden and Carrie keep being like, I'm Doug, Janet, Brad. We're here together. We're Che's cousins. So is Che just a vet now and not a comedian? Chase literally like Hollywood broke up with me. I'm a vet now. Am I just like not paying attention? Because no, I really you're did paying pay attention. attention this episode. Like I really did. I, We're taking I, notes. I took notes this week. It's just confusing, and I still don't quite understand. Yeah. Anyway, I guess they <laughs> yeah, 
the apartment's nice. But then when Che comes to the apartment, and that's when Che, there's this really interesting moment where Che is like, what happened with the two of you Mm -hmm. to Carrie and Aiden? And then Carrie says, I screwed up or I made a mistake. Yeah. And then they hug for an uncomfortably long and time. And she's just standing there. That? Yeah. It was like a long hug. He's in like front stroking of her hair and she's like, mm. <laughs> like, cause Carrie's so little. And Che's just sipping a beer, like, cool, cool, cool. Nice. Probably about 90% of their chemistry is because he's so tall and, and she's, she's so, so little, little. Right? It's so hot. Is that true? Yes. Yeah, that's true. Because she's just like, mm, I'm just a little person. You have to hug me and hold me and make me feel safe. I am 6'3", <laughs> but I once dated a guy. Like, we went on maybe one day. He was like 6'5 or 6'6". Six, six, and it was the weirdest thing because it was like, I felt I felt petite. Yes, you're like, I'm SJP. I'm, pe- I'm SJP. Ugh. Yeah, it didn't work out. Yeah, I briefly hooked up with a man that was very large, just a big person. And I should have felt like SJP, but he was so fucking mean to me that I did not feel safe the way that Carrie feels safe with Aiden. What an asshole. What a fucking asshole. What's his name? Do you want to drag him? Just his first name. I should. No, I won't. Bill. I won't. We're going to call him Bill. Fuck you, Bill. Fuck you, Bill. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com uh, Anything else? Did I miss anything? Um, uh, we talked about the chickens. <laughs> chickens. I, I lifted her up onto oh. my son's bed. <laughs> I liked at the very beginning of the episode when Aiden was like flexing when he was ordering room service. Yeah. It was just so cute. And that goes back to to the thing of just like seeing a man over 60 without a shirt on and her in her underwear. Mm -hmm. I just, we don't see that on television. And they both looked really hot. They both still look gorgeous. And it's just important to see that because also I think people need to know that your relationship and sex doesn't end after a certain age. And, uh, and you could have, butterflies and that kind of 
young relationship, depending on not not depend on your age. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was beautiful, playful and cute. And Seema's got a new love interest too. This guy, she's looking for the house for this guy who's somehow connected to Marvel. Yeah, he was and, like in a Marvel movie. Yeah, and that's I'm excited for that too. I'm ex- a cute thing, but. We just have too many characters. I know. It's just too many people. Because I, I am interested in all of these storylines. Like, I genuinely, that, fair enough. But I'm like, we don't... Well, it's also, to be fair, like, hard to have interest when some certain characters are underdeveloped because there's too many of them. So it's like it's it's like a snake eating its own tail. I will say I like the dynamic of Seema and the Marvel guy because she's like, I don't want to do this listing. This is annoying and stupid. And she's, like, not into him. And then her boss is like, but he's really fucking hot and he's straight. Like, you should do it. And I like this idea of, like, she kind of finds him to be annoying. Like, I love kind of an enemies to lovers, Mm -hmm. like, arc. So I hope that she kind of, like, is prickly towards him and then they end up, like... Banging it out. Yeah, it's like I, in a movie when Katherine Heigl's like really mean to someone, and then yeah. by the end, it's like, oh, I love you, Gerard Butler, or whatever. Yeah, oh, I love you, Seth Rogen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In love. Yeah. Justice for Katherine Heigl. Uh, okay, I, yeah, I, I think Seema just works the best for me in terms of characters that mm-hmm. aren't our lead three. Mm-hmm. And Anthony. Loving Anthony. I just arc. don't know that, like, LTW feels so. Every time LTW comes on screen, I'm like, oh, we haven't seen LTW for a while. And yeah. then you're like getting your bearings a minute. And then that happens with um, Dr. Nia Wallace. I'm like, Dr. Nia Wallace feels, maybe she doesn't, but it feels sometimes like she disappears for multiple episodes. I know. Right? And I miss them. I and mean, like, like, well, what's going on with that? LTW, I think, is very much like serving like aspirational fashion. Like I love seeing her on my screen. I just want like more to her as a person. I liked seeing her like, like yell at Baxter for stealing her purse to take Instagram photos. I thought that was fun. Yeah. I just want more of them. Uh, Naya Wallace is in morning show, mm-hmm. which is coming back very soon. And that to me is like the same vibes as, and just like that, like crazy. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I didn't watch season two. Was it you good? You should go watch it. It's nuts. It's, it's very nuts. COVID-y. And it's like, why are we doing this? Maybe that's why I didn't watch like, it. You'll watch it and be like, they really leaned in hard. Ugh. But they lean in hard and they go on wild journeys. And much like the, and just like that team does, wild journeys. Is Reese's wig better in season two? Well, I think they got rid of the wig for season three. Uh, let's hope so, Dan. Well, they did. I don't remember if they got rid of it for season two. They did. She does uh, have a relationship with Juliana Margulies in season two. Hot. And Steve Carell, uh, he falls, drives off a cliff or something, I think. Does he die? I'm no sorry, spoilers. I'm giving spoilers. No spoilers. But this aired like over a year ago. You're like, to be fair, you had time. <laughs> yeah, you had time. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he drives off a cliff or something. Okay. And then, I mean, it's crazy. Okay. I may or may not have seen a couple episodes of the upcoming season. And... Woo! Uh, anything else about it? Just like that. Anything else? Anything else? No, I'm just excited to see where it goes. We're on this journey together, and uh, I'm having fun. Do you think if we do see Aiden's farmhouse, it's going to be like a shithole farmhouse or like a cozy? What 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 are you thinking for it? For the sake of like TV, like I would it be funny if it was a shithole? Like. Yeah, but I look, I need like aspirational, like cozy Nancy Myers cottage. Like, you like, I wouldn't believe that Aiden at this point in his career would not have a really fucking well decorated, yeah. well curated space, but still very shiplappy, probably. Yes, right? yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. but but like maybe shiplap, but with like found materials, like raw, like 
wood that he chopped himself. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's not going to be a Chip and Joanna like white painted shiplap. I'm not seeing that's that. That's the problem with Fixer Upper. It's just like they were doing the same house every time. Same with like um, Restored with the Fords. It's like, let's paint this brick white. Fords? Leanne Ford and then her brother, they paint everything white. Like you could have this old, like cool exposed brick and they're like, we're going to paint it all white. And it makes me so mad. Are they on HGTV? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched a lot of HGTV recently, but we did get into that one on Netflix with the woman and her husband like doesn't really work there and they got the girls. Mm-hmm. She, I hate her. What's her name? Dream home makeover or something. I like <gasps> hate him more, way more than her. Like, I feel like he's so useless. I feel like I've seen like Netflix keeps like advertising that to me and I just haven't seen it. And yet. they're a target now. They got a whole line of target. Mm. Hannah, this was so fun. Thank you for stopping by. Where can people find you on social media? Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me, Dan. It's always a treat. Um, y'all can follow me at Hannah A. Brown on Instagram and Twitter, Hannah A. Brown Zero on TikTok. And check out my podcast that I co-host with my friend Tyler Meredith. It's called You Know You Love Us, and you can get it wherever you get your pods. And a gentle reminder that I will not have new episodes besides this one this week. I will be returning next week. I'm going on a little family vacation. So I'll be with Gary, Linda, my brothers, the kids, and Matt, and we're just going to have a few days away. But that's why there are no new episodes. So summertime. It's the first vacation we've had. And it's not even really a vacation because it's like family stuff. But our first time like getting away, not work related in a really long time. So I'm excited. You deserve uh, it. Enjoy. Do you, any, do you have any trips planned? Um, I'm going to Atlanta on Friday to visit my aunt to look for wedding dresses. Oh my God. That's so exciting. Yeah. Do you know what kind of dress you're I have stuff in mind, but everyone keeps saying you won't know until you try them on. So we'll see. Oh my God. That's exciting. Uh, Okay. Uh, Come see me on tour in October. Ticks are still available for San Francisco. They just opened up a few new tickets and uh, I DC there. I don't know if we sold out, but um, there might be a few there and Nashville and Cleveland are still available. Okay. Love you all. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.